Hey, Tigo. Alex, hey, how you doing? Man? Good. How about yourself? Good. Good. Hey, Caleb. What's going on, boys? How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good, good. good, good. So, um, yeah, welcome back to the Fast Break NBA Talk. Back again with Alex, uh, Tigo, and, and Caleb again today. Um, we've had – it's actually – it's been like – one of those weird times in the NBA that we haven't come across very much recently where there's not much but actual hoops going on. <laughs> um, there is one thing, one kind of like drama thing that we'll, we'll, we'll go over, I'm sure everybody can imagine what that is. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, we're going to talk about some, some good hoops we've been seeing, you know, out of the Timberwolves, um, what's going on with the Warriors, um, I wanted to talk about the mellow ball a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one today. That sounds good. Let's get into it. Um, so I think it's only right if we start with our guy Zach Levine. <laughs> what's what's going on, man? <laughs> I ask myself the same thing. <laughs> I just I don't know. As a you know longtime Levine fan and supporter, it's just. A bad time right now. It's one where, unfortunately, I have to say, you know, the right move is to trade him. And, you know, yeah. it, it is time to move on. It's just yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. To add on to what Caleb said, I mean, despite the drama, we kind of put the team in Zach's hands for a couple of seasons, right? He's had a chance to prove himself. Bulls, let's just restructure. You know, drama is doing nothing for us. His lack of production and leadership does nothing for us. Right. So what I want to do is read out some of these trade rumors that we've been getting, and we can each go with our, our favorite. Um, so number one is to Philadelphia, and the trade is Levine for Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Jaden Springer, and two firsts. <laughs> Next is to the Lakers. The Lakers get Levine and Julian Phillips for D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Torian Prince, Jalen hood Shafrino, and the first. Um, what else we got? The Warriors. Um, there are a couple different ones for the Warriors. The Warriors are apparently very involved. <laughs> um one being Chris Paul and Jonathan Kaminga plus a first for Levine. Another being Levine for I saw Clay, Looney, and the first. Um, so those are the two Warriors trades. Um, Miami, Levine for Lowry, Jaime Yaquez Jr., Jovic, and a first. And then there's even like it's weird to see almost every team is in here like there's four more teams that have uh, like rumors let's start with those higher end guys and then we'll get into these guys um i so i'm a little conflicted because i'm a lakers fan as well um, okay so but it, it just for me that sounds like a very lucrative deal for the bulls 
know, bringing in some young talent, bringing in first round picks. Um, I think that might be the best deal on the table for the Bulls. If it's just rumors, it's rumors. But also, it seems like a lot, like like you said, there's a lot of interest for Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't really, uh, like, respectfully, he hasn't really proven to be that clutch or that pivotal at changing mm-hmm. the flow of the game. And people are getting willing, like the Warriors are really willing to give up big pieces. The Lakers are giving up, you know, their young talent, a couple good picks. Like, in terms of the, like, restructuring the team, I think that Lakers deal uh, would be probably the best option. Yeah, I, my initial thought is that Lakers deal or the Chris Paul Kuminga in a first, because I think that the Bulls could use a guy like Chris Paul right now. Mm-hmm. And also a guy like Kuminga, I think he still has quite a bit of potential that has not been reached yet. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Kuminga used to play for the Warriors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's on he's on the Warriors. He it kinda I think it kinda depends what route the Bulls want to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're gonna keep trying to contend, I think you've got to do the Chris Paul trade. If you're going to try to rebuild, you take on the Lakers. Right, trade. yeah. It depends if they're going more for the retool or the rebuild. Right. right. Which I think they have to go for a, a rebuild. I think that's the best route. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. So some more interesting well, – yeah, go ahead. I mean, if they did the, the Warriors deal, it would bring people out to games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I want to make this parallel to the NFL. You've seen a lot of, like, like the Miami Dolphins, the Detroit Lions, teams that have for decades not been contenders really in their in their league, respectively, like dominate our conferences. That's I feel like the position the Bulls are in. Like the Bulls kind of seem like that one in sixteen Detroit Lions team right now. <laughs> the team yeah. that kind of gets walked on and so they need to like like yeah we talked about their front office issues but you know switching up players can attract a better front office so it, right. I don't know yeah um, so some more of these offers we got one from New York Levine for Fournier DiVincenzo quickly and the first um Pelicans, <laughs> um, <laughs> there was an offer of Zach Levine straight up for Zion. <laughs> oh, <Just a> swap. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> each, each, each team's problem child. That's what it is. Kind of just swap the problems, <laughs> um, which was really interesting. <laughs> um, Brooklyn. Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, Clowney in a first. Um, Toronto, you know, Gary Trent, Dad Young, Otto Porter, and two firsts. Um, Utah, Taylor Horton Tucker, Sexton, Agbaji, and two firsts. So, you know, none of these, <laughs> besides Zion, are really contending. Um, 
which is interesting to me because it seems like that's what the front office just wants to do. And here's one for the Pistons that's Levine for Joe Harris, James Wiseman, and Jaden Ivey. That's not bad. There's some interesting offers, for sure. Or some interesting rumors, I should say. Not offers. Mm -hmm. For sure. I'm curious what type of offers are actually on the table right now. Right. Like, what teams have actually called about an offer and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's... It's um we're gonna, we're gonna obviously keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. Um really any of these next couple of games could be his last game. Or this could just all be a bunch of talk and he could be a young a bull for the next five years. We really have no idea, I feel like. Right. <laughs> no clue. I mean he's I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of rumors. It would I'd like like Caleb said, I want to see what's actually been placed on the table mm-hmm. because, like, once rumors start spreading, it's going to create conflict in the in the locker room. It's going to create, you know, conflict in the organization. Yep. And not just for the Bulls. Like, if these other teams across the league are, like, that interested in Zach Levine and they're willing up to give – like big pieces of their team, right? Like none of these names that we've said have really been slump players on these other teams. Like they're giving up, like in theory, these rumors are saying they're willing to give up first round picks and at least like one starter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like just, just get, let us know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I want to get Zach out and I want to, be excited to go to a Bulls game again. Like, right. I want to. I want to see high flying action. I find myself watching more Michael Jordan highlights than I do actually watching current Bulls games because that's. <laughs> I want to see that passion for basketball. Again, right. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd give up a lot to go back to the um with with Lonzo the 20, 2021 Bulls. Tell you what, that team was fun to watch. I mean, first seed in the East, and then once Lonzo went down, it's all been downhill from then. Yeah. So, question. If you, you know, sold your house, put put all the money down on one team that you think Levine is going to get traded to, mm. <laughs> what team is that? Fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll say it's going to be the Lakers. I, that's that's my thought as well. I I'm really between the uh, Lakers and the Sixers. See, the and, o- I was thinking about that as well, and I think the only difference is one team is struggling and one team is succeeding with what they have right now. Right. Yeah. You know, the Sixers well, are a one seed, and the Lakers are an eight seed. Whatever they are. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are three and zero in this tournament. They are. They are. They are balling. They're, they're, they're starting to. They're starting to ball out in this tournament, and to yes, yes, they are struggling. They're an eight seed, but the Lakers haven't been expected to be a one seed for a couple seasons. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, there's a lot of talent in the West. Like Luca and Jokic are literal like basketball gods right now in their respective rights, and they're mm-hmm. taking their teams to new heights. And their entire organizations are able to, like, create the – put they put the right pieces around them to make those teams 
like finalist contenders, like great teams. LA is kind of like it's like being in LA, like right. And to that point, I know Zach would probably be more interested in going to LA than mm-hmm. going to Philly. I agree. Agreed. For sure. So we'll 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 keep an eye on on the Levine rumors. And we'll see if we can actually get something on the table, like you guys said. Um, but for now, he's playing on the Bulls. He's playing pretty mid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he had 34 in the incident tournament. And what do you have last night? Like 12? <laughs> yeah, I do want to so, talk about last night as well real quick. Go ahead. So go I'm sure it. I'm sure you guys saw after the win, Levine headed straight to, to the locker room, didn't celebrate anything like that. Yep, shoved the PR after the win. Yeah, and then claimed it was a, a miscommunication between, like I think his party and like the, uh, yeah, the whatever, like the PR or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just to me, it it's, doesn't add up. I think there's more to that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Of course, it has to be out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Before we move on from Zach Levine, I just want to say I'm on Basketball Reference here, checking out his stats. And you know how Basketball Reference has like the nicknames of players. Mm-hmm. I did not. I've never heard anybody call Zach Levine Young Hollywood. Absolutely not. Well, I guess he went to. <laughs> I guess he went to UCLA, so he I guess that's where the Hollywood UCLA. comes comes out. But I've never <laughs> heard that either. Young Hollywood. I'm gonna start calling him Young Hollywood from now on. Yeah, I've only heard Flight Eight. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see what happens in Young Hollywood. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Oh, True. he's going to go back True. to Good LA. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Great point. Maybe that nickname um, will uh, re- resurge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Um, so, that's kind of like the, as I was saying, that's like really the only drama in the league right now, which over the last three years, it's pretty quiet <laughs> in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is enjoyable, um, at least to me, because we can focus on actual hoops. <laughs> um, you know, I want to talk about the Timberwolves, who are absolutely hooping right now at nine and three. Um, just, I mean, they're number one in the West after I think Denver lost today um, or yesterday, one or the other. So Timberwolves are now first in the West, nine and three. Um, I mean, five and zero at home. Um, they're just they're playing great basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, Anthony Edwards is a phenomenal player, man. Mm-hmm. He's taken an- another step. You know, he started. People thought this dude's going to be something for sure, like starting in the playoffs last year, and then he's. Exceed expectations for this year, in my opinion, already. Yeah. Averaging 26-5-5. Five and five. Um, To be honest, to be honest, coming in to the league, when there was the whole thing about Anthony Edwards and do I want to play basketball, do I want to play football? Mm-hmm. You remember that? I was like, if this guy can't decide if he wants to play basketball or football and he's literally being drafted tomorrow, like, what is this guy going to do in the league? 
Right, but right. Here he is, three years later, tearing it up on a one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recently, so, I, I recently saw an interview of Mr. Edwards talking about what you're referring to, and I think, I think he remembers that that quote, and he was being asked by an NBA analyst, like. So, what are your thoughts on going back to football and, like, having this great season? He's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You put me in any sport. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be a dog. She's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Baseball? Yeah, I'll hit it at the park. I'll be the <laughs> I was a second baseman. I could have gone to the MLB. And she was like, okay, what about ice hockey? He says, it does not matter. <laughs> put me in bowling. It does not matter. And, like... <laughs> When he was a young kid, like, mind you, he's still very young in the league. Very, very young. So, mm-hmm. like, when he was younger, he might have just said that because, you know, he truly believed in himself. But, like, now I think that's changing more into, like, a Mamba-esque mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I'm him. Yep. Like, when he's playing for the U.S. team, he's now him on the U.S. team. And right. so. Right, yep. For being so young and being given that green light, not only on his team, but on our national team, shows what level of a basketball player this man is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you tell me to pick a young player below 25 to build a team around, this guy might be it for me. I mean,. There's the obvious answer of Luca, right? But yeah. when you think about it, you know, Luca, he hasn't done a whole lot of winning in his career. <laughs> he just hasn't. He's made it one conference finals. He's already been in the league for what five or six years now. He, did, he missed the playoffs last year. I mean, Edwards, he has, like, until this year when the, the Timber was actually built up a decent roster and since Carl Anthony Towns has been healthy this year, he's nearly single-handedly been getting this Timberwolves team in the win column. Yeah. Yeah, he might be the one of the most exciting young players to watch in the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, to your point, I mean, yeah, he's one, he's great to build a team around, but, like, imagine... Caleb Edwards, like, yes, Carl Anthony Towns is healthy. Imagine him with a Luke on his team or a, with another star power player, like, like a, like a dynasty-level team like, like the Nuggets have. He's never had those resources. If he was right. on a team with that level of resources, oh, gosh. He's, he's the type of player that I think, yeah, you can build a team around. He's going to be in the league for a long time. He's going to be posterizing people mm-hmm. every game, it feels like. it's he's And I feel like he's grown three inches since he's been in the league. Like, <laughs> like it's, a, it's, a, it's crazy to watch this young talent develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Timberwolves – if we really think about it, and I'm not comparing <laughs> the teams, 
if we think about it, the Timberwolves are having the exact same start the Denver Nuggets had last year. They were the one seed right out the gate. Nobody was talking about them, and they were just doing their thing winning games. Yeah, that's a good point. Just to make it even crazier, Denver, just like Minnesota, (laughs) was, like, incredible at home. Minnesota hasn't lost at home yet this season. There are some strange parallels here, I will say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not saying that, you know, the Timberwolves are the Nuggets. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But it's strangely similar here how these seasons are starting. That's a good point. That's a good point. And winning at home is, is like, winning on the road is very important. But, like, winning at home, feeling like it shows that they really re- want to represent their city. Like, when they mm-hmm. come to their home games, they, there's a chip on their shoulder. It seems like it's tough for opponents to go play there. Um, and, like, having your fans behind you and, like, believing in you, that can do a lot for a team. That can do a lot for a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Timberwolves. Um, the other team in the West – actually, there's a couple teams in the West I want to talk about. Um, I wanted to move on to um, – the Warriors. So they came out the gates hot. They were six and two to start. And since then it's been six straight losses. Granted Steph mm-hmm. has been out for what, four of them? It's just I'm not sure what the issue is. I think that what's going and I hate I'm gonna get in trouble for this off the podcast, <laughs> Caleb. You know why? Man. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in trouble for this off the podcast. <laughs> um, the problem is that there are some talents on that team who aren't what they used to be, and the Warriors are viewing them as what they used to be. That's yeah, <laughs> very good point. Are we talking about Chris Paul? I'm nah, talking about. I think we're talking about Andrew talking Wiggins about, and Clay Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for saying it for me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, the two of them are averaging 20 points combined. <laughs> Over this last 10 games, Clay Thompson is shooting 30 percent from the field, not from three, from the field. Man, Wiggins is averaging nine points, and Clay 11. Yeah, it's just how old so. Andrew, how old is Andrew Wiggins? He's what, I want to say he's like twenty eight or twenty seven. Yeah, maybe? that sounds that sounds about right. He should be in his prime. He right. should be having the best season of his career mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now because he's been a starter. He's been out there in pressure situations. I wonder what's going on with him in particular. Like, I understand Clay. But also, Clay Thompson, there's no reason for these numbers. Yeah. Mm -mm. I mean, 
I don't know it's what. Hard, I, it's, hard, it's hard for me to say that they're not what they used to be, but I am. I guess I have the same mentality as maybe the front office over there. Like, what these numbers don't make sense. Yeah. Between no. Two players. Yep. It's it's weird, <laughs> to say the it, least. It really is. It's like these guys. How do you how do you even describe it? Like injury. Okay, three three or well, I can't remember how many three or four championships, <laughs> and then injury to almost everybody on the team. Yep. Then they come back and win a championship, stronger than ever. In what was that? Was that twenty twenty one, twenty two? Yeah, one. It was no twenty two. Okay, I think they did that. <laughs> they did. They do that, and then all of a sudden. You know, the guy who was in conversations for finals MVP next to Steph is averaging nine points. Yep. Ever and... since that finals, he's just been <laughs> on a decline. Yeah. I mean, he should be – he shouldn't be – Tigo, you said he should be in his prime enough. He should be – I mean, he. you would think he'd be averaging about 20 right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. He's athletic. He's right. long. He can jump. He's strong, um, and he's been in much higher pressure situations than a regular season game. So, yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's if it's something with health. I know he had. Well, did he have like a back thing early last year? Was something mm. with his back? Something yeah, like that. It was he something. was out. I mean, honestly, when I look at the Warriors roster, when I look at the Warriors coaching, you know, the only thing I can think of besides being maybe, unfortunately, these guys are far out of their primes <laughs> is that – and this is, of course, excluding Steph. I'm not talking about Steph. Steph yeah. is still, yeah. you know, top five in the league right now. Um. I just can't see a reason why they're losing six in a row here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I it it's it shocked me. It really has, especially just how good of a start they had to the season. Mm-hmm. And it's just all just been just bad since then. Yeah. Yeah. Respectfully, Steph is top top five in a league, but mm-hmm. even if he's injured, they should still not be losing six in a row. Right. They should not. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't add up. Um, that's yeah. There's gotta be. A, there's gotta be something happening there. Maybe they're just going. It's hard to say they're just gonna go through a ball. I mean, we're talking about a similar roster that almost set the NBA record for you know wins in a season. Mm-hmm. Like this is a championship caliber team. There's not a lot of pieces that have moved. You know, in or out of that team, they've only gotten more veteran leadership and better pieces to the puzzle. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I will say the West is strong. There's a lot of strong competition. Absolutely. But in the same breath, like, what's going on, San Francisco? What's going on, Golden State? What's going on? All right. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they can, you know, turn that around. 
Well, I mean, honestly, it might just be a con. I hate using this word now. It might just be a continuing. Uh, and I always mess up the word continuity. So, continuity <laughs> might just be a continuity thing because a lot of guys have been in and out of the lineup early for them, mainly Steph. Yep. Um, but they, honestly, they've been playing together for so long now. You'd think they wouldn't have to worry about that. They've had this roster minus Chris Paul for since that championship team. I mean, this basically is that yeah, championship it, team right now. It's just age might finally be, you know, cre- creeping up on them. So Right. And I'll give them credit. It's unfortunate. People thought that age was creeping up on them five years ago. Right, exactly. That's why you can never really <laughs> count out the Warriors with, you know, Steph in the lead of that. But right. it's just, I don't know, it just kind of feels different this time, you know? Like, there's just that vibe that it truly might be the end of an era. Yeah. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, to the, to the mm-hmm. age thing, LeBron James is uh, 59 years old, and he still <laughs> dominates the league. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is also built like a cyberkinetic robot designed to play the game of basketball. <laughs> right. So, so, like, trying to say age won't catch up, especially for, you know, players that rely on quickness you know, like, eventually your speed will not always be there. Like, waking up in the morning is going to feel different once you hit 30. Right. I promise you guys, I, it'll, it'll hit you like a, box, like a bag of bricks. So, <laughs> like, especially for somebody like Clay, who's dealt with knee injury and he came back from it. And, like, when he came back from it, everybody was like, oh, wow, Clay's jumping out of the gym like a – like he's fresh in the league, but that doesn't mean that he's feeling a thousand percent every day or feeling like a young buck every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we just talked about, there's Anthony Edwards in this league. There's De'Aaron Foxes in this league. There's all these young one and two guards that are just super talented, springing up and super athletic and hungry and, you know, Willing to like put it all on the line, and mm-hmm. and that's what they got to go up against. It's not easy in the NBA. It's never has been, but right now it's really it's beautiful yeah. to watch a game because there's no drama, um, and you can really see how talented this new group of kids coming into the league is. Mm-hmm. You know what I think of? Have you guys seen? Um, <laughs> have you guys seen? I think it's Cars too. <laughs> when lightning is driving <laughs> on the track and all of a sudden these new electric cars are like zooming past him and like he's just looking around okay. trying to keep up and he mm-hmm. just can't keep up <laughs> right that's what i think of when yep. i think of the warriors <laughs> that is that's actually a really good comparison and to actually say something semi-serious now <laughs> to follow that i think one of their main issues may be the fact that they have guys that you consider vets. They have Steph, Clay, Draymond, CP. When you pass those four guys and you say, who are the vets off the bench? Mm-hmm. Dario Saric? <laughs> right. Like, who's leading that bench group? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, does Chris Paul come off the bench ever? I know he was starting when I Steph th- was out, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's probably I mean, done both. Who's leading the young guys on the bench is my question. Right. 
it's hard to have Chris Paul on your team and bring him off the bench because it's Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> like, respect to him. Like, he's a legend in his own right. Um, it's just hard to do that. But, like, I think that, like, uh, what was that word you used? Con- 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 continuity. continuity. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's a, it's a continuity issue right now. Like, they need to have a smooth transition from their starters to the bench where they can have younger players led by somebody that can, like, knows how to, who's a, who's got a high IQ in the game. Mm-hmm. And instead of having to do it all, he can lead them, tell them where they need to go, and be the point guard that he's meant to be, a distributor. Yeah. 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 And, so, and to, okay, and to, I was just going to say, like, the league the, the league has changed, you know, like, like we've been saying. And I feel like the Warriors are still maybe somewhat caught up in the past, though. You know, it's it's a way different game than what, what it was a few years ago. Uh, yeah, like, I mean. One thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Paul does actually come off the bench. <laughs> so I'm not sure what their problem is. <laughs> I can't figure it out. I think it's really when Steph's off the floor. I think it's like, I don't know for sure like the numbers, but I think like the plus minus, and like the point differential is a very big number when Steph is not on the court. So. Here's the thing about the Warriors, though. <laughs> when you have a guy like Stephen Curry on the court, not only do you have one defender focusing on him, but you probably have at least four. <laughs> like, yeah. Staring Stephen Curry in the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Like, staring him down. And that will eventually, of course, lead to more open shots for teammates. And so, not only when Steph is off the court is he not scoring – but also are his teammates getting locked up. <laughs> I think that's a decent take. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Hey, that's, that's, a, that's a fair assumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see if the Warriors can turn around. I'm pretty sure they will because <laughs> they always do. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Steph is 35. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Steph is 35? Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. Buddy yeah. does not – he does not play like he's 35. Not one bit. Not at all. He's just fat. He's still quick and fast as ever for being a 35-year-old. Like, he plays like he's 29. Right. Yeah, it just seems like he's still getting better too. Like it's it's actually crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, he, he avoids injuries. He avoids serious right. injuries. And he takes mm-hmm. his recovery yeah. process. He takes, right. Yeah, he takes very good care of his body. All right. Um. So yeah, we'll 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 see what the Warriors are doing. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is the Clippers finally got a win. <laughs> Uh, finally got a win, what, two nights ago now? Yep. Um, in-season tournament game, 
and I w- didn't watch the game, but didn't Harden have a four-point play That's to win correct. the game? Yep. So there yep. you go, James. <laughs> there you go, trying to win me back over now. <laughs> um, no, don't, yeah. don't even know. It's too soon. <laughs> One four-point play. Come on out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's never too late to say you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the big three puts up 73 um, against the Rockets big three being Paul George, Kawhi and James Harden Paul George is kind of playing out of his mind right now <laughs> Paul George is having a great season honestly he's I mean he's averaging 25, 5 and 4 shooting 46, 40, 94 <laughs> mm, yeah so he's not you know, chucking up threes, hitting side of the backboard. That was, you know, injured Paul George, injured Paul George. He's staying healthy and he's not clanking off the side of the backboard this season. <laughs> I feel like Paul George might be one of the best pull-up two-point shooters right now. Like, his pull-up mid-range shot is unguardable. Mm-hmm. It does not matter who is guarding him. He is like prime Lamelo. He's like, or no, Carmelo, like prime Carmelo, like like Kobe esque. Like he is channeling his like prime George energy right now with his mid range yeah. game. It's unstoppable. He could just rise up over anybody, anybody, mm-hmm. and his. And his, Maybe you know his what? handles are crazy. As I say, anybody I see <laughs> Victor Wembanyama pop up on my screen. <laughs> um, maybe not Wemby, but anybody else, he could rise up over. Yeah, just a Victor great jump Rem- shot. Yeah, Victor Wembanyama is not. I think I, I, I maybe I haven't emphasized this enough. Victor Wembanyama is not a real human being. <laughs> He's actually an alien, and I'm pretty sure we could find evidence on it if we looked hard enough, but mm-hmm. it's kind of fun watching him play basketball, so I think people are distracted by that fact. Yeah. And just let him rock. Yeah. Just, yeah, we'll just let him rock. <laughs> so, yeah, congrats, congrats to the Clippers on getting a dub. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Are they going to keep up winning ways or – what what's the deal here? I don't know. I think I think they they might just be the team that you just kind of never know what what you're going to get, you know, just whatever team gets off the bus. You know, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like it's just you yeah. never know which which players are getting off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I agree with that. I I think Paul George is definitely one of the most consistent players in the mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the league. But I'm not going to say that about the rest of his team. Right. Uh, yeah. Or just like the Clippers organization. And like, Alex, you know this for years. Like, the Clippers have been in great position. They've had great talent. Yeah. And you put faith in them. I'm not here to crush your dreams. <laughs> but I just feel like that's that's how the the Clippers have been for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we'll see. I did want to say props to Russell Westbrook for offering to come off the bench. I did um, see that. That's actually how they got – well, I wouldn't like to say that's how they got that win. But the first game he came off the bench is the game that they win. Um, and he has mm-hmm. a solid game leading the bench group. Um, so props to Russell Westbrook for doing that because you can tell he wants to win a ring, man. Right. He wants to win a ring. Um, so the last, um, the last team I wanted to talk about was, um, obviously how fantastic Philly is playing right now. I mean, we said it last week. I'm just going to emphasize it again. James Harden was holding Tyrese Maxey back a lot. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Maxey, he's already had a 50-point game. That was that was the day of our last podcast we talked about. That. He's averaging 27 points per game. <laughs> plus five rebounds, plus seven assists, shooting 48-44-95. Yeah. He's definitely, almost 50-40-90. Definitely an all-star this year, especially being be. top two in the East right now, too. 100%. Phenomenal player. Got to be. You got my vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that counts or anything. I don't think yeah. I get a media vote yet. <laughs> I'm just, just on the yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing against Tyrese Maxey is that there are three, four other point guards, specifically point guards, that are above him in the scoring. He's number 12 in scoring, but he's mm-hmm. also, I think, the youngest person at that, at that, in the top 20. Yeah. So I'd love to see him. I, I it's, I don't, he'll definitely make the all star game. I'm just curious if he'll be a starter or not. I think that's mm-hmm. really my, my question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Great season. Unbelievable. And then, Embiid, you know, how do we even talk about him? Like, he's averaging the same. Like, I don't understand how this makes sense. He's averaging the same amount of points per game as last year. His MVP season, 32. 32 points, 11 rebounds, same amount. How on earth have his assists tripled? He's averaging seven assists per. Jeez. How like how does that work? How do you average the same amount of points as an MVP season but triple your assist totals? Yeah, I don't know. The only thing you can really say is the players around him, but it's not changed that much other than, you know, Harden not being there. Maybe, maybe that's it. Harden was taking, you know, the ball out of his hands too much when it comes Could to, be. you know, playmaking. Could be. That, that's exactly what I think is – James James is the type of player to bring it up all the way down court, take a shot without anybody else touching the ball. Right. He loves that ISO ball, so. Yeah. Now the ball can move through Embiid, and I think Embiid, Embiid is smart, and it's, I think, one way the league is changing because of Jokic and because of Luka is, like, realizing – Okay, if we get the ball to like the biggest guy on the court, he can see what's going on around and make those passes and he's gonna suck in two defenders 
So strategically, it makes it makes sense. But the fact that his point scoring total is also up there means he's literally just trying to be MVP of the league and lead his team to a championship. Like Philly's playing yeah. very well. Yeah. I honestly, I really, really, I've said this for two years now. I, I want to see a Sixers Nuggets finals so bad. <laughs> like, that would be an all timer, honestly. Yeah, there's some good matchups in that. Embiid, Jokic, Murray, Maxi. Right. That, that, that's a good storyline right there. I, I just want to see it. I just want to see that matchup go down. Because. Just to add to it, Embiid and Jokic both feel the need to kill each other when they play against each other. Yeah. So seven games straight of that would be insane. Um, so the last thing I wanted to go over today was, um, I know we covered Wemby a good amount last week, but I wanted to kind of go Wemby versus Holmgren. Mm. Um, first thing I'll do here is I'll I'll read out stats and stuff. I mean, Wemby's averaging nineteen, ten, and Two and a half. Uh, last week we said that the rebounds and assists were going to go up, and they did. Uh, rebounds actually went up by a whole one and a half. If I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he was averaging eight last week, which is kind of he must have had like a 15 rebound game or something. And then his assists were at two, and now they're at two and a half. So up go the numbers for Wemby. Um, Chet 17, eight and three. Here's the thing about Chet. He is currently. A 50-40-90 player as a rookie. Yep. He's been great. And so so is that whole Thunder team. Yeah. 50-40-90 as a rookie, man. And just mm-hmm. beat the Warriors. That was a good game. It was a crazy game in overtime. Yeah. He, he had that, I think, buzzer beater three to get, had the uh, three get to into OT, right? Time, yeah. Right. It was a nice turnaround, too. He's he's a great player. So who's rookie of the year, guys? <laughs> Just to get mm. into it. I I think they're gonna give it to Wemby. I think that's been the hype for you know how long now. And I it's to me, it just seems hard for them to not give it to him. Although I'm not saying other guys aren't deserving. Holmgren, um Thompson on the Pistons, he's been yeah. fantastic too. But I just I got a feeling it's going to Wemby. Yeah, and that's purely for, not purely, but that a large part of that is because of who he is. That I, I that's that's my take. I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. It's it's early. Like it's early. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's early. Like if Chet. Chet's numbers speak a lot, but also what's very, very, very important is the wins. Like mm-hmm. how many that games do how many games have these teams won? Like right. who is leading their team to wins? And so I think a huge thing when it comes down to um, who gets it is gonna be who's won more games. Right now, yeah. It's Chet, and it's not even close. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Chet is averaging – or Chet, not averaging. Chet, though – take a step back. <laughs> OKC is, is nine and four. 
San yep. Antonio three and ten. Like yeah, basically reverse I've, record. <laughs> right. I've seen the Thunder draw some comparisons to uh, last year's Kings team, and I can almost get behind that a little bit. I, I, I could I see some. The Thunder are better though. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see how how they perform come. Yeah. I mean, probably playing playoff time because I think that this year for sure they're gonna get yeah. in. No doubt, they made playing last year. There's I think a lot of for sure. The main thing for OKC is there's a lot of inexperienced players. That's that. Yep, that that's the thing. But same thing with the Kings last year. Right. Right. So I definitely see the comparisons there, parallels. So. Yeah, I mean, so Tio, who do you who do you got winning it then? Say say the standings keep up like this, and and the Thunder make the playoffs easily, and the Spurs miss the play-in. Um, me personally, if Chet keeps fifty, forty, ninety, and mm-hmm. he wins, you know, if he keeps. 50, 40, 90, because Wemby's got to get those three-pointers up. Like, he gets – he can shoot over any – he could probably shoot over, like, most 10-story buildings. Mm-hmm. So, like, every <laughs> shot he takes is an is an open shot. So, yeah, I think – I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's a narrative thing. It's that narrative thing that's, yep. like, in my right. head. And I'm like, yeah, first-round pick, you know, international – Right, the hype's been there for how long, you know? All right. So it, it's hard to say. I I, I assume it'll go. I, like if I had to bet my house, I'd put it on Wendy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so too. It's just it's Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> yeah, catch. Let's let's revisit this topic at like. 30 games. 100%. Yeah, good sure. point. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on rookie of the year. It's, I mean, I think the last thing to maybe factor in is the fact that when these two played each other last week, Chet had like eight points. <laughs> um, it was a rough one for Chet, for sure. Um. Let's see. Of course not. I can't find it, but there's a, pretty sure Chet had a rough outing. And there was a lot of hype going into that game too about their the little mm. the rivalry that they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> I should have done more research. Chet had nine points, and Women Emma had eight points. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so definitely a they were locking each other up. Yeah, <laughs> they were locking each other up. That's what. It was. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, weird. <laughs> we'll see. I it's gonna be definitely the most interesting rookie of the year race in a while. For sure. For sure. Yep. So, do you guys have anything you want to tack on here at the end? Anything else you want to go over? Um, I did see something a few minutes before uh, mm-hmm. joining. I saw that the Wizards are likely to trade Jordan Poole mm. because they don't view him as a you know a cornerstone cornerstone type of player. Yeah. 
which I can't say that surprises me. I agree. I mean, <laughs> he's put up more lowlights than yeah. Shaquille yeah. can handle. The, wizard, the can Wizards' lowlights this year have been crazy. Him and Kuzma. <laughs> yeah. So it'll Absolutely. be interesting to see how that situation plays out, whether you know they're going to ship him out at this deadline before it. Who knows? Where would he go? He would surely that's, like be shipped off to a contending team, right? I would think that's where so. He was best at on the Warriors, right? I feel he's like. he's not going to lead a team. I don't know why they really viewed him as a cornerstone type of right. player to begin with, but he could be a really good player on a you know cha- championship team that has other stars around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he'd be good at like in L.A. or. Yeah. Um, maybe I think like a Timberwolves team, you could be a good addition to that team. I'd say New Orleans. Mm. New Orleans. I would say Miami if, you know, heat culture wasn't a thing. <laughs> I'm not so sure how Jordan Poole would fit into heat culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, but New Orleans, man, I think that's a great fit. Yeah. I can see it. So we'll see. It's it's another story to keep an eye on. It's just been a a weird last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a lot of hoops and a lot of. Uh, we can actually things. speculate <laughs> on things and not worry about injuries. Worry about drama. And I think things that ha- should have happened in the league, like getting out problem players, moving them around, we can actually, you know, focus on those things. So kudos to the league right. for being a good example yep. to young men around the world. <laughs> for sure. Um. Anything to add, Tigo? No, sir. Hit him with the Zion for president. Nope, not today. Nope. Not today? <laughs> no. Zion needs Zion needs to work on getting me as a supporter again. I need I need him to be a powerhouse like he once was. I need him yeah. to bring that same energy when he first came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and before all that, uh, sorry, Martin, not this week, <laughs> not this week, tough love, tough crowd, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a good one. This is, this is a yes, good one for sure. Kind of, I enjoyed being able to talk more about, you know, the, 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 the actual basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I love the drama, but a week off every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you guys for joining me again tonight. Of course. Um, it's fun. For sure. Absolutely. Definitely fun. Um, and thank you to all the listeners out there. Um, yeah, this has been on the Fast Break NBA Talk. Signing off for tonight. Um, don't forget, um, in the trenches, uh, podcast coming soon 
Spanish Football Podcast, expanding the brand, getting the name out there. It's, uh, that's how we roll. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what I'm sir. saying anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just end it here before I can, I can confuse anybody <laughs> else further. Um, thank you guys for being on again. See you guys. Take care, sir. Take care. See you, boys.